Melanin Voices is a podcast geared towards building a community of those on a journey of self-discovery. We create space for guests and listeners to share their stories about their exploration of life, appreciation of the good, and how they overcame certain bullshit to get to where they are. Every week, we take a dive into topics that affect each of our lives at one point or another. Hopefully, by hearing our voices, we will give you the courage to live authentically. I'm Mariah, also known as Mariah Amazing. And Yuna, hey! Now, you are tuning to Melanin Voices. Ready? Let's do it. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, my loves. Y'all remember that? Your loves? Hey, my loves. Who used to say that? I don't know. I don't know. Was it Monique? Oh, yeah. She still says it. Yeah. Hey, my babies. Hey, y'all. Anyways, hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in once more. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you had a chance to catch us last week, we had Chetna on the show. And our podcast episode was called Mosaic Abundance, where we talked about creativity and, you know, just creative wellness in general and just kind of how to find your creative niche. And she gave her perspective of how she thinks we're all a part of the creative community and how we can, you know, get those creative juices flowing. Yeah, and how um, it's not as exclusive as we like to think it is, Mm -hmm. the creative club, you know. Right. Right. All right, so we have a special, we have two special guests yes. this week. We're so excited so to have them on to have some, uh, I was about to say that, but that was perspective. Out, yeah, a male perspective. Um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yes, ma'am. My name is Kwanzaa. And I'm Ray. And we are UNH out of um, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Oh, that was cute how y'all went back yeah, and yeah. forth. We're going to have to cute. figure out how to do that. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing that shit. You're right, sure. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So we're going to go into our Roses and Thorns segment. Yeah. You go first. Okay. Let them know, like, how it goes. Okay. So Roses and Thorns is where we discuss something good, something sweet that happened, that's been happening in our lives, and something not so sweet or sour or something we wish it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> we want to improve on. Would yeah, you guys like to start or you want yeah. us to start? Shit, I'll, I'll okay. start off. I'll, I'll try it one time. Um something sweet that's happened to me lately um i had a kid just randomly asked me for a hug Mm -hmm. i think he's i I don't know i think i think he was sensing i was having a bad day you did what i'm saying and like he just randomly asked me could i give a hug and i was like well you gotta ask your dad you know you don't want strangers just touching you but it's you know i'm saying it made me feel good man you know i'm saying i'm not really good with kids but that was cool and um something sour that happened recently uh shit just the fucking the economy man i'm trying to get like a second job and like the shit is just like super hard right now to like get something that's like suitable so that's been that's been difficult yeah it works trash mm-hmm. um yeah it is for real. yeah and you sir speaking about that everybody who has a no for real everybody has a pain about people getting unemployment and not doing anything with the money y'all are right. trash like literally people are getting unemployment because they don't have a fucking job <laughs> like that's I mean, and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you brought this up. I, I hate that. This, I hope we, this don't fuck it up. But I think that's something very important. And that's only the fucking black people. Because like I qualify for unemployment. I still haven't got my benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like every year I've been in the 35, 40,000 range, no college degree, like working. So it's like the first time that I apply for some shit because I really need it. You dig right. what I'm saying? It's a big. It's a it's a it's a big deal for everybody, right. you know what I'm saying? And we gotta stop that shit. It's like can't nobody else have money and resources. You don't right, that can be feel like it's that, that capitalist system. Like everybody, and no, sorry, capitalist classism that everybody's like, if 
I'm not above someone, then they don't feel right um, adequate enough in their, their own selves. They have to look down on somebody to feel a certain way. So, but yeah, enough of that. Uh, sorry to cut you guys off, but I want to just expand on that. But okay. Can we can we cuss? Yes, <laughs> we can. Because I ain't really go through the rules. I yes, know. you can cuss on here. That's <laughs> pretty much everybody's main question. But yes. yes, you are able to cuss in our podcast. Please do. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, something sweet that happened recently was probably just being able to being able to afford the blessing to be able to like travel, you know, be able mm. to travel, do that with my brothers. Um, right. Being able to see, being able to see Curtis, the one that I was telling you about, um, just to see him in the space that he's in, even though what he's going through, him being able to like evolve as a man, just to see where he's at based on, you know, everything that's going on around us. Um, so, you know, that's been, that's been great to see. Um, I got another one I wanted. I just yeah. want to say this one. Seeing seeing my um my little niece, like I I'm I'm actually a first time uncle. Like oh, congratulations! You know, yeah, appreciate it. My my niece is like four months old, oh, so it was baby. good just being able to. Yeah, it was good being able to see her, you know, and just seeing that dynamic with her her mother and just being able to watch that growth. Yeah. You know, it's really tight. Um, something sour. I don't. I'm weird, man. I don't really have anything. That's, that's a good sour. thing. That's not. Weird. I don't that's, have anything. Sour. Yeah, yeah. I don't good. like. I, I, I do agree with what he was saying. Like everything that's going on in the economy, going on socially and politically, right. it's a lot. You know, it's a lot to digest. Um, but you know, I'm at the point in my life as a man where I can't really complain about anything, and I'm not looking at anything as a true negative or anything that could be deemed as sour. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for that. Mariah. Don't do that. Anyways, something sour or something prickly that happened that I wish didn't happen. Um, just having like a really weird week. Um, don't want to expand on it too much, but it's been a shit show to say the least. Um, so that's crazy. Um, <laughs> not look, <laughs> it hasn't been the greatest, but um, something great that's happened this week is that, um, I don't know, I feel like everything that that I feel was bad, quote unquote, like has, there's been like a positive to the bad. Oh, good. If that makes any sense. Like, there's been like other side of the coin. And usually when bad shit happens, at least for myself, <laughs> it just stays bad. But for this, it's been like, okay, this happened, but like this happened. So that's something that I'm, you know, blessed to have. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that pay off. Mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. let's see so here. Sure. Okay. Um, a rose for me would probably be that um, we just looked at a new apartment and it's so much bigger than our current apartment and it has AC, which that part I'm really looking forward to, um, because we don't have any AC in my house and. Y'all, this summer has been rough. Um, what else? I'm starting my new job next week, which I'm very excited about. With more about money. Coin, coin, coin. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, in, in addition to the money, I'm working for somebody who gives a fuck right. about me, about the community, et cetera. So exactly. that makes me feel good. Um, a thorn will probably be my mood has li- um, like been up and down a lot lately in my body is like a casualty of that so my um my regulation is off um so that's a bit unfortunate but so i gotta get my mental under control i guess um yeah 
That's fair. Yeah. Well, at least you're aware of it. That's the first step, right? Right. I feel like I've been at that step for a while though. I'm ready to- <laughs> like, bitch, I've been in this. I've been stagnant I've been for aware. quite some time and trying to move to the next step. Right. I've been aware, and now well, don't I'm trying to yourself up too much. You're human. Right. Um. Well, now that we got that out the way, and everybody was able to get a taste of who you guys are, we're gonna jump into what our melanin message is of this week and what we'll be discussing and kind of conversing about. Yuna, um, do you want to let everybody know what we'll be talking about today? Yeah, so um, before we go, or well, after I say this, um, mm-hmm. I want you guys to introduce yourselves again. Um, tell I don't know if you, I know you told everybody that you are a part of a group, but I don't know if you told them what your group does. Um, so I want you to do that again. And we're just going to have like, I hate to say it, like battle of the sexes or just like relationship. A conversation of the sexes. A conversation between yeah, yeah. men and women on relationships in the Black community. So, from our perspectives, from our just <laughs> letting okay, just making that a disclaimer, disclaimer because this is our opinion. You're saying yeah. you're speaking for the totality of black people, which we are not. We are not. We, we would never do something like that. And you standpoint, and we have two guests on the show that's different as well. Yeah, so don't come for us. Um, and we're always open to growing as well. So on some things we may have a maybe skewed opinion on, but we're open to that. That's why we're having this conversation. Right. So we can get things from these two, thank you, these two males, um, men, males perspective. How do you identify as well? What are your pronouns? I never even asked. We're calling you males and you might not even identify as men. Men, men is fine. Yeah, man. Yeah, we straight on that. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, if you could introduce yourselves one more time. And also, would you prefer for us to call you your government names or your chosen names you know call me kwanzaa that's straight that is my yeah. government All name right. though yeah. okay you can you yeah. can you can just use the names the ray and kwanzaa that's fine all right cool bet you yeah. got it and kwanzaa. Cool. all right so yeah we'll be using referring to as that cool for sure all right. so all um, right so we're, oh go ahead go ahead go, go ahead and let us know what uh-huh. your group is and all that good stuff so again um i'm kwanzaa and i'm ray and uh, we are UNH. We focus primarily in hip-hop music, but we do work within the community. We do work with outreach. We are kind of mostly fast-fit to where we believe we try to attack the culture on all fronts. Music is the stronghold, but film, um, editorials, papers, documentaries, all that kind of stuff, the things that we're into to kind of put a positive message forward, you know what I'm saying? Hip-hop, the creative culture as a, in general, it's you know, mostly faceted, it's going to keep growing. There's room for a lot of involvement and advancement, and we're just taking staking that and trying to see where we can take it. Yes, love to see it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Are y'all ready to get into this? Get into the oh, topics. Shit. Yeah, let's go. Shit, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay, ready. No hard feelings. Okay. No hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta come out of this and shake hands. Okay, virtually. Hug virtually <laughs> after this. Virtually. All right. Okay. So our first question is which I want everybody to know that um Yuna is the one that made these questions. Oh. Um right I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Wow. I'm not gonna throw you in the fire like that. What's y'all problem with us like as black mm-hmm. women? Like I feel like y'all got an issue with us and what it, I just want to know what it is. I think the big I think y'all have more issues with us than we have what? with y'all. I'm I being honest, man. Torn. Dead ass, yeah. I, I mean, so from my perspective, man, when it comes to black women, most of my experiences with women like that are negative. The two off the top, they weren't with black women. 
So I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? My perspective of me is more like I'm speaking for the other men that I see who's having problems. I think the one thing that I hear from men is just that, you know, y'all say y'all want something, y'all want a particular nigga, y'all want a particular man, but then when that dude is there, y'all don't really recognize me. You dig what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of niggas out here who got the 40-hour job, who's working full-time, who's taking care of all the bills, all that shit, and they still getting cheated on, they still getting the short end of the stick, but that's what women claim they want. Now, I'm not that kind of dude. I'm just being straight up. I'm not the, the one that's want to spend the money or nothing, but there are a lot of men that's like that, and they're getting the short end of the stick. So I think that they're looking at it as y'all aren't being truthful with what y'all want and what y'all are really attracted to. You dig what I'm saying? And that's causing people to be a little, you know, to be a little hesitant when it comes to meeting black women. And I know in Denver, because I lived in Denver for five years, I know the pick is a slim, man. And I know, like, there's a real colorism problem in Denver. I understand there's not a lot of black people in Denver. You dig what I'm saying? But, like, we got to make do with what we have, man. Y'all can't say y'all want A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then a nigga missing JFK. You dig what I'm saying? And then he's out, you know what I'm saying? He out the list. Y'all got to be a little, a little bit flexible, man, with what's out here. You dig what I'm saying? So that's that's where I'm at. <clears throat> Did uh, I think I heard you say that you aren't one to spend money? Did you say that? Yeah, and what I what I mean by that is that I'm very like conscious of like where I'm at right now in my life, like I'm building. You feel what I'm saying? So when I approach a woman, I tell her straight up, "Look, I'm in a stage of building, so I'm not going to be the, now. We can go to a movie, we can go to a dinner. That's not shit. When I'm talking about like major things, like I'm not going to be the one to." to really spend the money and flex like that, I can't afford it, I can't do it. And I, I'd just rather be straight out with it. A lot of dudes ain't like that. A lot of men feel like they have to spend, you know what I'm saying? I've had women be like, well, that's fine. That's not something that I'm looking for anyway. And that's cool. But apparently a lot of men ain't getting that same kind of conversation. So yeah, that's that's what I meant to clarify about that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, thank you for saying Okay, so I'm about to say something real ignorant. Okay, what you got? What you I got to say? say I'm gonna say something, but I'll let her speak. I'm just gonna say this, and you can say that because it's it's probably gonna be too much of that. So no, I don't know. it's just I can like say what I have to say. I'm just it's really hard for me when um, we are not allowed to make mistakes in dating. Like if a man is cheated on by a woman, he for the rest of wait his, this ain't going the way I wanted it to go but go ahead we're gonna get it are you sure you want me to finish yeah okay <laughs> um that's why I said it's, it's real it, I don't know no, if it's ignorant I think it was um uh, I think what I was gonna say correlated to what he was saying but what you gotta say is about to, I was about to go in go, go ahead do y'all thing man yeah, um no I'm trying to sorry I was just gonna say <laughs> what he was talking about with standards but you were talking about cheating which is different so I'll let you go well he said that women he said women don't know what they want when they go into a relationship right and that's what I'm talking okay so um one women women aren't allowed to like make mistakes and learn from something so if they say i think i want this this and this and go into a relationship and that's actually not what they want why are they not allowed to then leave the relationship um and change their standards and two why is it that when y'all are hurt in middle school you spend the rest of your life saying how you don't trust women because they cheat and you gave her all that you had, but she cheated on you. And then when we get cheated on, it's like, well, that's a part of it. Sucks to be like, it's just like, oh, well, it's okay, girl. Don't worry about it. What were you going to say? I was going to say, um, according to what he was saying about um, just dating and how he's run into women who are okay with kind of how he 
is financially frugal and things of that nature and how some men don't have that conversation. I honestly think that upfront people should be speaking about what they expect out of a relationship. That way there is no cause for confusion because you say you had a conversation with them and they were like, okay, they have the, you gave them the choice to either stay or say, you know what, I'm, I don't want that. I choose to go. So I think a lot of the time people are kind of either scared or timid around the fact of talking about the future or about what they expect because they feel as though for whatever reason maybe they think the person's fine and like I don't want to scare them away or maybe they're just mm-hmm. like I really want a relationship so I'm just gonna just make it seem make it appear that I really want this one thing and then it's something that they truly don't want but they don't want to lose that person mm-hmm. um and they know that if they were to be honest with what they truly want that person wouldn't be there any longer mm-hmm. um so I think that I, I like that you said that you are kind of from with women like yeah like I am not like this because I know personally for me if a guy said that I'd be like that's cool bro no like, <laughs> for me for yeah, me yeah, though for sure. but there's yeah, a lot yeah. of women that are like okay bet so when we going on this picnic date you know what I mean and then there's women who are like nah I don't want to do that you yeah, know I so I think yeah. just having that um that Dialogue. freedom mm-hmm. in, to have that dialogue and be able to make those decisions one way or another. Right. But what you, you asked two questions. You asked, why can't you shift and mold your standards? Right. Without it being like a big deal. Right. Right. With change up standards and Mariah, you had a point about expectations and things of that nature. I did want yeah, to I touch that on was that good. as well. Yeah, I appreciate I that. that. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and answer. I'm going to put you know what I'm saying? All right. So, um, <laughs> mistakes and changing I don't well that's the thing I mean being with somebody because you thought you wanted something and changing it I don't really think that's like a I don't think that's anything wrong like have you had a personal experience and then I want to go back to the cheating I just think people are scarred man I think you can just take I think you can take cheating out of that you know what I'm saying a motherfucker can get jumped get his ass beat motherfucker can be lied to you know what I'm saying and that can impact them for the rest of their life I mean not to not to overspeak I got four sisters, you know, I was raised, I'm the oldest, I'm raised in a house full of women. So it's like, I know for a fact that women sometimes hold on to things a lot longer than what we as men can expect. And I feel like a lot of times y'all, y'all have the luxury of being able to be more in tune with y'all emotions. That's why men hold on to shit. Like, you know, Mariah and then not, not to jump off, I watched your live and you made a comment about you not really wanting to maybe date a guy from a broken home or somebody that comes from like a, a messed up background. I'm that kind of dude. I came from a no, no. I was I, saying that I <laughs> didn't have the best upbringing. So gotcha. I, it for me, it's nice when I do date a guy who has a really great background. Not that I haven't dated a guy who didn't have a back, bad background because I, yeah. I have, I have, and we made it work. But it is nice. It is appealing when I see someone who has a great family dynamic because I didn't always have that. And you made a point of saying that men don't maybe aren't as familiar with dealing with their emotional stuff. So maybe it is that the man was cheated on in middle school, elementary school, that happens all the kindergarten. Time. Like every and ex I have was like, my girl cheated on me in middle school. And I'm like, well, we're 28. So well, you're 28, I'm from seven. Whatever. Like, we're, but they be holding on to that. Like, yo, she, I came to school one day and she was booing with the next guy. I'm like, well, how old are you? You're 12. So like, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that um, it's like, I know that uh, trauma lives in the body. 
you know, as well as like other places, the body is like something that we don't conscious aren't consciously aware of the trauma in our body. So maybe it's like, maybe it's like that, like they have suffered a trauma in being cheated on at 12 years old because it happens, you know, it could be traumatic for you guys. I don't know. And you just haven't like dealt Dealt with with it. And that's something that needs to happen though. That's something that needs to happen. That's things that need to be explored. Don't go out here fucking over people because you were cheated on when you were 12. Or whatever. 22, 23, 24, 25, 30. When you got cheated on yesterday, like, don't go out here and, like, try to fuck over every woman going forward. Spend that time in in heal. Please. Great. Thank you. Guys, do you you have something? You have something? I don't have have anything with this particular one. I think what was said was necessary. Um, I... Well, actually, I do want to add a little bit to that um, when you talked about trauma. I think trauma has a lot to do with this. Trauma has a lot to do with the way that we interact as men and women, especially black men and women in the community that we've been in. Most of the time, we deal with a lot of trauma that doesn't go discussed or Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, um, a lot of men may not know how to express that. A lot of ways, a lot of women may not know how to express those traumatic experiences or they never really... They never really, they never really had the outlet. They never really, um, they never really were given the proper treatment in different facets of life in order to even receive that, you know. Um, so, I think it's something to be said about trauma, what that is, and how we go forward in dealing with that trauma and truly being able to heal, so that we can mend and heal the relationship between black men and black women instead of it being such a battle of the sexist thing that we talk about Mm -hmm. so that we can really grow and we can really develop. I agree. I agree that was bad wording on my part. But, okay, we'll be learning. Um, I guess, because we um, gave you guys the floor to kind of talk about some issues or just some things that you, you know, have concerns about, about Black women in general. I think one of my concerns um, that I have is... um, just the, the, not saying that all black men do this, but a good majority. And um, you mentioned it earlier because you lived here in um, Denver before the colorism, but just in general, as far as like dating outside your race, a lot of the times, um, you know, it's there, it's overemphasized. Like, I'm only dating a foreign and an exotic, which is like so stupid because like we're black, so we're from, we're our from Africa, which is. From a, you know, foreign, whatever. Um, but that's a whole other story. But, you know, I'm dating somebody who's not, they, they put so much emphasis that they're, they don't want to date black women. Like, oh, we're dating this, we're dating that, we're dating that, we're dating this. And it's like, okay, well, leave us out of it. You know what I mean? Because it's always like, I'm only dating um, Latina women because, you know, they're better than black women or whatever the yeah. case is. And it's like, why why you put us in that? Right. You could be like, I date Latinas because they're fine or whatever, but you ain't got to like, towards the end be like because black women this I think that's my biggest concern is like when people um when black women they outside of their race they make it emphasis to like dog or you know have to speak on black women in general it's like it's okay date who you want to date you know however you don't have to you know I guess speak about why you're not dating black women if that makes any sense I got you I would love to speak to that uh you got something else you want to add you dig what I'm saying um what Brian was saying Oh, do I? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Not, to, not to that. No, I don't. I don't okay. think so I, I do agree though that it's like, I don't know. We just, 
when when a black woman has 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 an attitude it's like she's angry she's this or that but if it was a white woman to have an attitude it's like oh she's spicy i like that like yeah why <laughs> why are you like praising Picking and choosing yes you, it's just praise, yeah. it's weird but i don't, i mean i really don't want to date no man who don't want to date black women I mean, yeah so I, it's so. never like definitely it's never been a problem to where i'm like oh i wish he wanted to talk right. to me because as soon as i see that you don't want to date black women i'm not even interested in the least bit like i'm not about to waste time trying to get you to date me because i don't give a fuck but it's just like so annoying that you know you know if when i see it it's just kind of like uh <laughs> Well, can I ask a question on this on this particular topic? Of course. Certainly. So has has experiences with black men made you want to deviate into like different races and things like that, different nationalities? Has that ever affected like the way that you date and the way that you perceive like, you know, just dating in general outside of your race? No. Yeah. I think Oh, you say yes, sorry. Yeah. I think for me it's like I've like just being in that angry space I've kind of considered it like see that's why I'm not I'm not to do this I'm about to do that but that's just me talking shit because when the, when the time comes I'm like I I want to be with the black man so I the thought has been there but I want to be with the black man I want to have black kids and etc cetera, etc cetera, so um but um so I have a question that I want to switch up from the outline it's if you guys don't mind. Okay, so okay. Hold on, say hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Go we ahead. do that, I'm sorry, because Mariah, like, I'm, that's a point that I feel like we need to touch on as a people before we continue with the dating outside of our race, because that's a real fucking problem, man. What did you say? You can't jump over. Oh no, no, no! I was saying we. I think that we should just spend just a little more time discussing interracial dating because I feel like that's the biggest thing that we're facing right now as far as like our millennial age um so like I know for me like would you would you Mariah would you say that like that experience hurts your feelings and not so much that it upsets you but like it like it hurts because it hurts me when I was in Denver and I saw a lot of black women dating men that wasn't like us I was very confused by that you know what I'm saying I feel like that's something that black women don't speak about with their own women and y'all own group is that y'all do the same thing. How many times do we have to see a post, you know what I'm saying? With like a, I don't know, like, you know, a black woman is dating outside her race, like Tia to Mary, or, you know what I'm saying? Easter Ray can put in the book, Hey, y'all should go for an Asian man. And it's like, okay, like you dig what I'm saying? We get it. Like we, we fucked up and how we, how we fetishize some kind of women. But I feel like a lot of times, at least coming from my perspective, when I dated outside my my race, it was something that I tried to run from my childhood because I had a rough upbringing with my mom. You dig what I'm saying? Like, and like, it, and again, with what you said, Uno, about healing and going through and like changing your perspective and standards, I'm fucking 27, man. It took me this long just to finally understand what trauma was and to heal from that shit and realizing that like, a lot of my actions ran from that. And so to answer your question, Mariah, sometimes I feel like black women, they're not really understanding when it comes to what we're facing as black men mentally. And sometimes there can be adverse effects to where that can impact y'all negatively. We can say things and do things that's outlandish. But a lot of times, and this relates back to interracial like, dating, it just goes back to what we know and what we see and trying to make something better. And I'm not making an excuse for none of the black men who prioritize other women over our own. 
I'm just saying there's a like there's a deeper issue there, and it's not just black men who's at fault for running towards like other women of other races. You know what I'm saying? Like, I totally agree though. Like I've heard it before, man. She's an angry black woman. I was dating a girl in Colorado. You know what I'm saying? She was Nigerian, and she had an issue with a manager at Papa John's who came at her with a angry black girl comment, and I I, I recognize it. But do y'all feel like maybe y'all don't give us enough of like attention and love and like understanding to really like break down damn as a black man they've endured a hell of a lot more than what we put on and maybe we need to just kind of refocus and revamp how we talk to black men and how patient we are that and then that's it that's it with me man you know what i'm saying i mean to take up that much time but that was just something on my heart so mariah i thank you for bringing that up you know what i'm saying yeah of course i personally don't think that black women um are unaware of the problems and things that go on in our community especially with black men i think however i think honestly that we've been the brunt of those problems we definitely have tried to i mean we i mean the facts are the facts there's a history of black women at the you know trying to take on everything the family dynamics trying to take on the mental health of the black family and just trying to keep it all together. So I don't think that we're, you know, just not aware of what's going on with the black man. If anything, I think that we go through a lot as well. Um, you know, just, we just do. But I um, I guess to answer your question, I, I, I do think um, from what I've seen that we're pretty, I think that we, have over the years been very much understanding and very much even inspiring and motivating towards a black man because if you see it like black women in general are always on the front lines for everyone else at all the protests we're on the front lines whether it's a black man being killed anybody being killed or you know done unjust in the justice system black women are there and that's just that's just how it's always been um outside of the the home front and you know in the streets we've always been there even when no one has been there for us. Um, so I think that we're just probably tired, a little bit frustrated. Um, yeah, maybe even angry at times. Um, but I don't think that it's more, it's something that we're, um, we're intentionally being mean or thing. Do you yeah. think that there's, um, can you speak to a time where you think that we may have talked or said something like more, more, you know, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know. Uh, what do you want? To and say? Say all that. Think, I think it's hard for us to communicate with each other. Yeah. Um, black men to black women because it's like, from from my experience, I'm not speaking for everybody, but when I try to see how my partner's doing or how can I help them or whatever, it's like I'm good. Like, leave me alone. I'm good. And it's like, you well, I'm open up. Yeah. It's like it's hard to get men period black men to open up to us to let us know what's going on so yeah I do see how it can seem that we're frustrated it's like I'm trying to like I'm trying to be here for you I'm trying to do this do this for you for us whatever and it's like at a point it's like okay well fuck it you went you want to be like that I could be like that too right from from my perspective it's like I I think we try you know I think we try but it's just like y'all not letting us in most times I can speak I, I can definitely speak to that in relationships um you know I have dated outside my race before 
but when I was with black women and especially the one that I just got of like maybe a year and a half or so ago, um, I just really grew into being able to communicate correctly, being able to, you know, um, identify with the things that was going on and, and really be able to express that to that woman in the way that I should have. And I will admit being in relationships, you know, I haven't always been like that. And that's a part of, that's a part of just the growth. And that goes back to identifying with that trauma and really being able to like sit with yourself and identify those, you know, those thoughts and really, you know, get in those dark rooms with God sometimes and, you know, having, having things being truly revealed to you. Um, so yeah, that's good. I think that's really cool. You said you like get in those rooms with God and like, you know, have those things revealed to you. Cause I mean, statistically <laughs> women are more open with their friends and we vent to them and you know we talk to them and I feel like a lot of the times I mean most times men aren't that way with their friends like they might say some things here and there but they ain't gonna really be like yeah because she did this 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 you know or like talk through certain situations with their friends it's not as common yeah. so maybe that's what needs to happen maybe yeah. just some questions I mean because y'all sat down and y'all talked about stuff. You're like, damn, you going through that shit too? Me too. Like, it's more, it's not taboo anymore. It's that whole, like, fear has been removed. And you guys are now meeting at the same place and able to talk through shit. Yeah, and even um, outside of relationships, uh, it yeah. seems like to us from the outside looking in that maybe y'all don't have as many of those conversations with y'all's friends. Like, I'm struggling mentally. I don't know how to deal with this. Like, I feel I like... Help yeah I need help can you help me or can you like I feel like there's not a lot of conversations like that in in the friendship of men so just imagine how hard it is for us to open up to a woman we so what can we, we, we do about we, that though well I mean I shit that's why we here to talk because I'm trying to figure it out because like I just I'm just now getting to this place in my life at 27 to where I'm literally having conversations with my brother Carson like yo like I'm having an issue with this girl bro I don't know like I need to attack it this way or that way you dig what I'm saying like yeah. you know and, and it's again it's like it's, it's it's i i don't i hate the term toxic toxic masculinity you feel what i'm saying but i think i think that's a part of it is that you know we i ain't gonna lie yeah it's just like not being sensitive like out of the group i'm the crier you dig what i'm saying like i i'll i'm, I'm not a, i'm emotional you know what i'm saying i watch pixar movies if i'm having something that's really affecting me I'll for real with dead ass. I'll talk. You can ask Carson. Like I'll I'll shed a tear in a heartbeat and cry and be like, all right, I'm good now. But it just took me to get to this point, and I still feel weird about it. I don't feel comfortable talking to this man about everything that I'm going through in my relationships. But I try. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I try. I, again, I just think at least for me, one thing that my ex did from one black man to a black woman is like, like she really like she just really made me feel like it was okay to be emotional, bro. Like. It was, it was, it was okay to, it was okay to really like not be okay. It's okay to be like, yo, I'm, you might be fucked up and that might be, you know what I'm saying? I might be the truth, you know what I'm saying? But it's not the end for you. You don't, you don't have to stay at that place for a long time. And a lot of black men don't get that. And it starts with the home. It starts with the mother. It starts with, you know what I'm saying? How we're raised. And I know you got some topics, some questions that feed into that. So I don't want to talk into that, but yeah. I want to, before we leave this point too, cause this is really good. Um, Another thing with being with that woman that I was with previously, um, this may demystify some things like that lady allowed me to see more of myself, you know? So 
like once again when we have these conversations it's never coming from like a selfish standpoint of like this is how we see it you know it's not this is how we see it and this is the only way that it's supposed to be like i will admit that i was messed up you know like i did a lot of wrong and she allowed me to face myself at uh, at times she would uh, she would make it to where look you have to you can't run from this like you know we're going to we're going to deal with this right here you know this just is what it is you can't run from it, especially like living with somebody <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah, that's a right. whole different dynamic like when know you're about around it. that person <laughs> yeah yeah when you around that person all of the time you know the different moves and everything that you guys go through it's like you can't you can't really just run from those issues you oh, know right. so you know being being with that woman during that time just allowing me to face myself and deal with those challenges was was very important and I think that's that's one of the things that we are getting to as black men and black women we're really getting to that point to where we're having those breakthroughs and we're able to really uh face ourselves and allow um allow ourselves to see who we truly are through our relationships and through these thoughts that we go through you know so what you're saying is you should move in with yourselves <laughs> No, no, no. I know me. That I'm glad you said that because that's actually what you shouldn't do. Like, I, I don't, I don't personally believe. I don't personally believe that you should do that. Um, mm, but right. that's a that's another point, and that's another uh, topic in itself. Um, that is, that is a huge topic. So, sure. last thing before we move on, because we've been here for a minute. Um, yeah. so what for both of y'all when you had these women that um kind of hold that mirror up to you. How, was it something that they said or something that they did to make you feel like you can let down those those walls, those barriers? Was it something like, that they said or something that they did? I feel like both. for I feel like for me it was both, and it was less than that. It was more of my actions. How she like in my in my situation, you know what I'm saying? She um a lot of the trash that I was doing, it was a, truly a reflection of my character, man. You know what I'm saying? Like she not only directed me in a way to make me realize it, not only did she show like that, like you guys say that mirror, but just being with somebody that was transparent for the first time, somebody that was open and let me kind of, it made it easier for me to see my own bullshit. And that honestly is what made me want to want to change and grow. It wasn't really necessarily anything that she said or did, you feel what I'm saying? Like she can't really make me into like a better man she can't make me want to take care of responsibilities and to grow and get rid of trauma but it was the fact that i got sick and tired of hurting her through actions through um conversations through a lack of understanding through my own pain and trauma that made me realize you know enough is enough of this shit you know what i'm saying like and i think that's what it comes down to i don't think that a woman can make a man do anything but I feel like the right woman with the right kind of reflection of herself, she she's gonna she's gonna, you know what I'm saying? She's gonna allow that man to see himself in her. And I feel like that's what that's when you realize you're in a real relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's not the sex, it ain't the moving in together, it's the I can see all shades of myself, even like the negative shit that I've been running from, and that, you know, you were giving me the opportunity to see that. And now I'm faced with the choice of whether or not I'm going to fucking change or whether or not I'm just going to stay in this bullshit ass cycle for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful for that opportunity because a lot of women, they, I'm not going to say they don't vibrate to that level, but a lot of times it's just, you know, 
it's too forceful, man. You know what I'm saying? You need to do this. Well, you need to do that. Or, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is, this is BS. Instead of just being like, well, you're going to lose me. And this is, you know, this shit is upsetting me. This shit is hurting me and leaving it at that. You know what I'm saying? The right man is going to take those signs and those cues and we're going to act to make those changes if we love the woman. You know what I'm saying? So that's it with me. You don't want to know why did you, why do you have to wait for that moment while they're one foot out the door to make those changes versus making those changes and putting in the effort while you're there? Well, because I mean, it's, it's hard to see it in the, in the midst of things. So I guess from my perspective, the amount of trauma and hurt that I was carrying in my life was so massive. And, you know, I guess, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but like, you know, my grandparents and people, my family have always said like, I needed counseling because of all the shit that we saw as kids. It was a lot. And like, you know, a lot of times when you run from this shit, because it makes you feel different. It makes you feel like, like an outsider. Like you don't think the same way. You don't feel the same way. You, you hide it because you're, you're ashamed of it. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you said, Mariah, like a lot of, you know what I'm saying? It is cool when you meet somebody that don't come from the same background as you. You know what I'm saying? So with my, with me, I'm always meeting women who have great relationships with their parents, their moms, dad, call them every day. I don't have that shit. I got to reach out to my mom. I don't even know my real dad. He was in the streets. So it's like when I see shit like that with the women that I date, it pushes me to do that because when I'm by myself up until this point of 27, I just ran from them just straight up because it's easier to run from it. It's easier to, to pretend like those issues, they don't really impact you. You feel what I'm saying? And like being with somebody, that's why I feel like relationships are so important because there's just some shit you're not going to work on by yourself. There's just some shit that you're just not going to see within yourself without being with somebody. People can pretend to act like you got to heal by yourself and you got to do things by yourself. But no, nah, my nigga, that's not, that's not it. A nigga like me, I, I need, I need a woman. I need somebody. I need somebody by my side that's gonna keep me up. Cause if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have been in this situation of healing right now. So, yeah. Wait, like, we didn't. Hold on. I'm sorry. And I keep cutting you off. I'm so okay, sorry. I was gonna say we haven't discussed our relationship status at all. Okay. So, are you single, Yuna? Taken, engaged, married? <laughs> <laughs> we I'm put dating. everything on plus three. She said I'm dating. I mean, you could say you could say dating. Okay. I did. I'm dating. What you doing? We didn't say that. I did just now. I'm saying. Okay. I'm dating. Dating. I'm single. single. Okay. Yeah. Y'all ready? Y'all single and ready to mingle, or y'all single and I don't know. Just figuring shit out. <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm. I would say I'm halfway. I would say I'm in between right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I realized like I got a lot of shit that I got to fix. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have left my last relationship if you know what I'm saying. I felt like I had my shit together. You know what I'm saying? That was the main reason why I broke things off. It was like okay. I think I need to take some time to get that together. But if I meet the right one, you know what I'm saying? If if, right. if I if I meet the right female, it's 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 all good. But it's like right now, I know as a man, I want a family. I know right now as a man, I want to build a foundation. I want to build a legacy. I want to be a landowner. Like I want to build a house. I want to do all that shit. So before I even approach a female, a woman, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that I'm interested. I want to make sure that this is going to be something that's going to be worthwhile. Because we're not in the mode right now, especially the state of emergency we're in as a people. We need to stay together. I'm not I'm not the type of nigga to date two or three girls at the same time and you know what I'm saying, this down the third. It's like once I find something, I'm solid and I stay. And so I'm just waiting for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just waiting for that. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at? 
Oh, I'm like, like what, what she, what she yeah. say? It was just her facial expression. It was funny to say. Oh, okay. I was just laughing at her face. You think I'm bullshitting? Animated as hell. <laughs> no, uh-uh. I was uh, saying that because you said that um, when you're dating, when you're dating, you just date one person. So that's why I was like, shit, who? Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's what I was saying. But um, I appreciate the fact that you said, you know, sometimes it takes for other people to um, help us with healing because society likes to make it seem like you need to be this whole, which you should be, but like this realized being before you get into a relationship you should just be fixed and everything should be right in your life before you get into a relationship and it's just like i don't know it's just not reality of course right of of course there are um things that you should definitely work on you know before you get into a relationship but it's also good to have someone there to fucking support you and sometimes that comes from a relationship and sometimes it doesn't and i think that's what i'm learning right now um look at you go ahead girl <clears throat> yeah <laughs> right but i mean i still you know me you ready you you wanna yeah i got the next question okay the next question that we have on here wait i don't get it you can go to the next one i'll answer that i'll answer that so, i was talking about this one. i know do you want me to so this question is how how do we play into the stigma so it's it's a it's an opportunity for us to say for us and y'all to say how do you play into the stigma that um black men or black women are hard to love what are you doing or what are we doing to like perpetuate that or how have we made it that way in the past so this is honesty hour not hour but yeah um yeah so like i said uh you know just for the record you know what i'm saying i'm I'm coming from a place where i was that toxic person so you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm trying my best to to be transparent with everything and how it's brought me to this point in my life as a man but um shit like i said I, i've done everything in the book i've lied i've cheated um you know what i'm saying i haven't you know i haven't I feel like I romanticize the idea of being a man for a particular woman and not really knowing what it meant to really be a man. And I feel like that that caused more hurt and problems and made it more difficult for me to love as a man. You know what I'm saying? I fed into that stereotype through that, you know what I'm saying? Um, being combative, uh, being difficult to communicate my emotions or feelings or not even understanding my own emotions or feelings at the time. Um, being cut off, being quiet, being reserved. I like to, a lot of times when I find problems, I like to kind of isolate myself. And I, I, you know what I'm saying? That makes it hard to love sometimes because, you know, women that I talk to, they like communication. They like to be direct, which is completely fine. But sometimes a motherfucker just want to just like disappear for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and that's, that's not, you know, that's not, that's not necessarily healthy, man. Um, when I stress out, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I tend to say things off the cusp and make people feel a certain way. And all of that just comes from like just a lot of sick shit over the years, man. And I feel like, yeah, that's how I personally fed into the the stereotype of like being that stereotypical black man that's hard to love. You know what I'm saying? Like almost has everything together, but can't nobody really figure out why he's acting this way or why can't a woman get through to him and you know, those that's fuck it that's that's the reason you know what i'm saying so yeah and then to add to that um 
I dealt with a lot of trauma myself. Once again, speaking on trauma. And that went into just my dating experience. And like I said before, just how to communicate truly. Um, isolating myself at times, very similar to him, isolating myself at times and not really wanting to address the issues that needed to be addressed. Um, dealt with a lot of built up anger and frustration and, you know, channeling that into the relationship in unhealthy ways, you know, um, and being very selfish and not patient when it came to, you know, what that person, what that woman was going through or what she may have experienced, um, what she may have been trying to communicate to me. So I think, I think that's pretty much like, you know, that's pretty much all I can really say to it, you know, in a nutshell, I don't want to get too, too far into like what black women have did to perpetuate. I would rather y'all speak to that personally on my end. Um, what do you, uh, what do you mean by that? Cause you said, what have we done as black men and women to perpetuate the stereotype or not the stereotypes to but to perpetuate whatever it was, you know, that, that may have been uh, negative, maybe that you said, I don't want to misquote you. Mm -hmm. um, so first I want to uh, thank you all for being uh, open with this conversation, open with your feelings and being honest. Um, I appreciate that in the both of you, because I know we already talked about it, it's hard for us to do, so thank you. Um, for me, I, um, I expected my partner to be my sole source of happiness, um, which means that if they didn't do what I, and I romanticized love as well. So because they didn't have flowers every day or because they weren't doing like the stuff that you see on movies, they weren't doing that. So I'm, I just was like, so you don't really love me. And I wasn't finding my happiness in other places, like in friendships or in career or in myself. I was looking for my partner to make me happy, period. I wasn't even, sometimes I wasn't even trying to make me happy. I was just expecting them to do that. And that's very toxic because if they're not around you, you go into this deep depression, which is obviously not good. Um, so that is my main one. Um, and also, <clears throat> not being because <laughs> I don't want to because I because this is not being honest about what I want completely mm -hmm. girl because you because uh, it's a doozy <laughs> calm down it's a doozy. <laughs> um, if you if you if you listen to the show then you know uh, actually to be honest what is it called it's called what was the episode called I don't know does anyone care about loyalty anymore with no one cares podcast go back and listen to that and listen to a you know what's your relationship and then we'll chat uh, okay. anyways <laughs> uh <laughs> i um most of the time believe that i want something that's open and sometimes it's hard for me to believe that i won't be able to find it so i'll get with someone who wants a very monogamous relationship knowing that she i'm like i need the lines to be a little bit more blurred here i i can't have these solid hard lines with monogamy because it just doesn't work out for me and 
not really knowing if I want that or if, or if it's something else, but I, I'm not being honest with that. And so that's been my thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in the past, I've, I think I have either made excuses for people's behavior or um, been too honestly just too forgiving I would say or just too not I mean too shifty too flowing with things like if, if this is if this is what I want I'll be like this is what I, like in my head this is what I want this is like what I need to feel comfortable to feel stable to feel secure to feel all these good things and then that doesn't really happen and then I'm like okay never mind so I need this 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 and this doesn't happen mm. like oh it's okay and then I need this this doesn't have my oh you know I just kept on like making excuses or just shifting and shaping things and molding things to what this person was knowing that that's not what I truly wanted and needed um only for the sole fact because I was like well I love them and you know but they were never the ones to um do that so I think I was a little bit too too understanding at times and and to my own detriment, because I can't blame them for, you know, standing firm in who they are. Mm. That's my fault for choosing to stay and choosing to accept things that I wasn't willing to accept in the beginning. So I think um, that was where I um, made my mistakes. I was definitely being upset that things were happening, but also not standing firm in what I wanted to, to take place. So yeah, I think that uh, speaks into like the idea that they people think that women are like black women are like naggy or whatever yeah. and it's like I was trying to be too nice I was like oh I don't want to I don't want to be the I don't want to be mean I don't want to you know I don't want to cause commotion or whatever the case is now <laughs> now you can get the fuck off okay <laughs> you can get oh I, I said this is what I need I'm giving you because if I'm giving you what you need and then 10 times over it shouldn't be um a lack thereof for me I feel like it should be reciprocated and that's honestly the bare minimum relationships just to be reciprocation but I wasn't even getting that and also that was my fault because I was accepting not that um but yeah I would say that was my um so you were role. trying not to play into the stigma of black love, of what it means to be like a, a black woman oh yeah I was just trying to just yeah just trying to be more accommodating mm. mm-hmm. wow yeah so but not anymore (laughs) so um not anymore (laughs) but uh but yeah i definitely was at one point see i don't like this question okay but i'm gonna still ask it no what if you if you want i can rephrase it yeah go ahead so what can single parents do differently to raise black men and women because (sighs) i think a lot of our stuff comes from like trying to like I hate to say blame but blame our single mothers for the way that we are yeah um especially it seem it seems like this um, this is just what it seems like black men try to or I'm sorry I, I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to, I'm just trying to speak from my experience but I'm not trying to generalize at the same time so from my experience it seems like a lot of the times black men are like well my dad wasn't there. So th- that's why the, this is the way I am. And this is why the way, this is why I do this and that. It's like, okay, but 
it's like how like we can't what can we do how about can we that help? yeah what can we do about that and what can your what can moms going forward even single moms now that are have newborns or one-year-olds or two-year-olds or whatever how can they try to help their kids now so it's where it's not like oh you know I'm my, I, I had a single mom and I had to learn to do this that and that on my own because even if you have a two-parent household that still may be the case you may still have to learn this that and that and what do we say to the black men who aren't there how do we hold them accountable right well shit um so yeah like not <laughs> nah, it's, it's all good um so I guess I'll just speak from levels uh things that impacted me growing up in a single parent household and my mom remarrying because she wasn't with like my real dad you did what I'm saying so like there's just things that I recognize and how I got to this level hopefully somebody listening can take this and um utilize it but I think the first thing is that black women or black moms, if possible, they need to maintain whatever relationship that the father wants to have with the child, no matter if it isn't ideally what that woman wants, man. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I met my dad when I moved out to Colorado. I didn't even know that man was out there. You feel what I'm saying? This entire time, he's been sending letters to my mom ever since I was five. And because she was in a situation that I understand and I don't understand, none of that was perceived to me. So this entire time I'm thinking, like, you know, and as far as who my dad is, he ain't shit. But a part of it, part of me was also thinking like, he just didn't make no motherfucking, like, zero fucking contact to talk to me at all. And that wasn't the case. And that bitterness from a rebuilt relationship shouldn't be the reason that you keep a child's father away because that goes into my mom shaping me into the man that I wanted to be the man that she wanted me to be you know that's the she was heavy on the no sex before marriage she was heavy on the you know what I'm saying you don't do this you don't do that but I was already having girlfriends at pre-k and kissing at the at the tables with other you know with girls and shit so it's just like that that kind of that shit is confusing to a young man because it's like well I like being around girls I like kissing girls but then you're telling me that that's bad but then when I'm around my stepdad or around other men in the family they're telling me to knock them down you you young you young grandson you know what I'm saying this this is what this is what it's supposed to be and so I'm growing up with these conflicting thoughts and it impacts my review on women and relationship with women because it's like and that kind of goes into something later about sex but it's like okay I want to express myself this way but now I'm scared because the only paternal figure in my life has told me that I need to do X, Y, and Z so I don't end up in a situation that she's in. You feel what I'm saying? Um, another thing that I feel maybe could help from my experience is that the way that moms or women handle emotions when things are trying, I've, I've seen my mom try to commit suicide a number of times due to failings in the marriage due to heartbreak I've seen my mom handle emotions in a very just a very bad way like we joke about it but you know bleach on the clothes throwing shit out the house you did what I'm saying like just going like just going nuts and it's something that we romanticize a lot in videos and movies and and everything in black media but when you see that shit in real life it changes you man so I just really feel like it just comes down to what a mother, at least from my perspective, what she's shielding from her kids. 
because certain things we just we just we shouldn't see. You know what I'm saying? And the last point I will have is that, you know, if there are single moms out there, it is imperative to have, if you have a son, I feel like it's imperative to have them around other male figures who are truly thorough, who are true representations of whatever glimmer of hope that you want your fucking son to be, man. Because it's like, if it wasn't for God and just like my granddad, I would have been in the streets. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't, if it wasn't for my mom having me around certain other men that were like not doing the things that my dad was known for, I would have been in the same fucking boat as my dad. You know what I'm saying? And that that's important. You know, you just leaving us to the streets. You just leaving us to figure things out on our own because my mom's working two or three jobs and you're tired. So you come home and there's not anybody to play with. So all of that leads to like just complete destruction. So those are my things that I've taken away growing up in a semi-single household and some things that can change for those who aren't in like, like the best of positions. <clears throat> yeah, that's well said. I agree. And I agree. And I also think like when you were saying that you think that um, the physical mom should have um, positive male role models around the sons. Um, I definitely think that that's like a call to the community. Not saying that there is no um, fathers or even single parent um, father households or whatever yeah. single father households but I think that if you see that there's a mother who you know for whatever reason doesn't have the father around father step the fuck up um but if you are around her you know and you're a man a black man you should um I guess take the children underneath your wing if you can if you have the resources to do so um but try to help out as much as you can so that's yeah. what I think I agree. Yeah. I mean, that was that was well said. I don't really have too much to add on to that besides just to reiterate the fact that it is important for the man or the, the child, man or, or excuse me, boy or girl to have that influence of the male and what that truly means to their spirit as they continue to grow. I agree. Um, and I think it, it is something to be said about the anger and the pain and the resentment that's passed down generationally, you know, especially being in single parent homes and, you know, what that does. Cause I was personally a part of a single parent home as well. And I didn't meet, well, I met my father when I was younger. My father, my father has been in my life. I'm kind of distracted. <laughs> but yeah, Sorry, it's, all, it's all good. But no, my, my, I met I met my father like when I was a kid, like, like I already knew who my father was, but my father ended up going to prison as I got older. Um, when I was like 16, you know, um, and just seeing kind of the instability of my, my mother and, you know, not getting too much in that business, but seeing the instability, you know, throughout the household and seeing how that anger just trickled down and, you know, it pretty much was just passed on to me and never really knowing how to deal uh, deal with that and communicate it, you know, when it came to life in general, not just relationships, but life. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much We're it. We're trying to have the fan. <laughs> We're trying to have so the sorry. fan on. <laughs> what the fuck is going over there? I, we we're, apologize. We're, we're we're so sorry. We are clearly just you know we need this. We need to go back to our studio, okay? Because this shit is for the birds. It's, yeah. Um, yes, I man, listen, definitely, I agree. Do you want to piggyback off that or add anything? Quarantine, yeah. expand. Ooh, 
you agree, disagree. Okay, girl. I'm um, trying to because oh. I'm trying to say something in t- like intentional. I don't want to just just spew talk out, out words, right? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I will add to that because I don't know what it's like to have a single parent, parent household. household as a man. Um, my father wasn't always physically present, but he was present in other ways. Um, but I do have a younger brother who when he was coming up, my dad wasn't there physically and that really affected him in that he um, started hanging out with other men who More aren't positive. living a favorable lifestyle, I will say. So he began to follow behind them because my dad wasn't physically there you know, for him in the way that he would have liked. So I can definitely see how that that's important. Um, because if my if my my brother had positive role, male role models, he may not have went down, or I, I, he may not be on the path that he's on now because, you know, the men that he's with, in my opinion, aren't so favorable. Mm. So if he had mentors, you know, things may have been different. But yeah. I want to add that I have been blessed to have male figures um even with the relationship with my father you know it's great you know it's even with his situation is great and being able to really mend that type of relationship because um even adding to uh not necessarily to add to but just to continue on my point um me and my father our relationship was always it, it was always something that i yearned for you know, I, 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 you, and this is a, this is a good thing to also, um, to also speak to when we, well, I speak for myself. When I live with my mother, a lot of the times my mother would bring out her resentment towards, or her uh, perceptions towards my father, that would be trickled down into my beliefs and my perceptions based on, you know, what she felt. So it was never really my true identity that was necessarily trying to identify with my father. It was just her perceptions and her beliefs and the things like uh, the things that she would say, or your father didn't do this or your father didn't do that. Um, So when I actually was able to have the conversation with my father, man to man, and we were able to really sort out things, you know, it added a lot of, it added a lot of peace in my spirit because I was able to see, wow, he never really wanted to be away from me, you know? He never really wanted to be away from me. So um, I was blessed to be able to have that type of relationship that we have now and to be able to, you know, really, really come to terms with that. But then also, as I was growing up, being able to have men around me, my uncles, seeing my great, great, uh, my great grandfathers, I had uh, great grandfathers on both sides. So I was very blessed to be able to see that. And I was also blessed to be able to see some of the mistakes they made knowing that I didn't want to go in that same direction, you know, like, um, so yeah, very vital, very vital for, for us to really have that. Yeah. Know? And I, I will, for, for fathers who, who may be at that point to where like their kid is old enough to seek them out. Um, just be, just be receptive, man. Cause they, they may be angry and they may want to know why the fuck you weren't around. And maybe that it's not going to come out as like, Dad, why weren't you there? It's probably gonna say it's probably gonna come out as man, fuck, fuck you, you, you weren't around. You know, you ha- if you really want that relationship, you have to be willing to 
I'm not gonna say let them disrespect you, but let them you vent that shit out. Let right, let them vent and let them speak open and honestly. Um, and and you can't. And I think that it's like that can't. that you can't. Yeah, can't. I love can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't let that that ego like stop you from having a relationship with your son because he said something that you didn't like or he brought out something that you tried to suppress. Like you can't. You shouldn't be. <laughs> You should, I, like I don't know it. you shouldn't like go into that relationship that fixing of that relationship with your ego and that goes for men and women who are trying to get back into their children's lives if they really want to do that right and if you're not ready <laughs> then just let it don't come opening this wound if you're not ready like don't, right. don't do that that's fair you gotta be open for whatever yeah. got to come at you yeah um okay these are two questions um so the first one is does the value of marriage still exist does the value of marriage still That's exist what's on this she hell no um i'm gonna say no are, we, are, so, you so are no? we speaking well, so sorry, you say sorry. you're speaking well i'm sorry what are you saying no i was i was asking are we speaking from like a personal personal perception perspective exactly everything is relative it, however you want to come at it if you want to come at it from personal or from talking about the world whatever you decide i mean because i still value marriage but i know that in the society that we live in now like with the with the construct of like just marriage in general and how people shape their own expectations and dating and things like that i believe it's become i believe it's become almost like I don't know. It's almost like taboo. Like people are afraid of it. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, people, people run from that or people would, you know, they would rather just do other things than to make a marriage, you know, what it truly was meant to be in my personal opinion. But. And I, like I said, I just said, yeah, I just said no, just because I feel like the current iteration of marriage should be dead at this point. Cause that, like, it, it's, it's super obvious that, what marriage was intended for is not what is being used for right now in this society. You know what I'm saying? And again, that goes to like black people and white people standards. Yeah, I feel like that's a part of the reason why we as black men, black men and black women is hard to love with each other is because we have taken a European Eurocentric approach to every fucking thing in our lives and it didn't need to be that way. We're, we're listening and following people who don't have the same beliefs as us who don't have the same culture as us, who don't value the same thing in us, as us, and we're letting them tell us how we need to approach relationships, how we need to approach dating, how we need to approach sex, how we need to approach marriage. You feel what I'm saying? Who the fuck said marriage is like supposed to be a business? That, that, doesn't even make, that doesn't make sense. Why would you even look at this shit like that? So I just feel like, yeah, marriage doesn't matter in it. The way that it is right now, it should be dead. I feel like marriage needs to be redefined. It needs to be redefined and based on the two individuals and what's needed for those two to survive. Like my marriage ain't gonna look the same as Kay's marriage with his wife or my brother over there with his wife. Our three marriages is not gonna be the same no matter how the fuck you slice it. And so I feel like until people begin to realize that marriages can be redefined, it can be different, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not gonna matter, you know what I'm saying? We're still gonna have high divorce rates because nobody knows who they, nobody knows who they want. Nobody knows what it means to stay committed. You know what I'm saying? Like. Me personally, I would love to be married. I would love to be like, you know, because I'm a 
I feel like once I find somebody, I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking it out. So I'm raised that way. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't give up. But it's like we just need to change it, man. Cause shit, I don't want to get divorced. I'll fucking that's so scary. That's the scariest thing in the world to me. Like I want to buy all this land and build a house and have children just to be divorced. Then I have to pay half of everything and motherfucking. I gotta do visitation with my kids. We might as well have just been co-parents from the beginning. We might as well have not even got married. We should have just decided to have kids together because I like you, you like me, and, and leave all that out. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I stand with marriage. Um, but I do believe that marriage is the key to saving black families. I do believe that marriage is the key of reversing the effects that we place on each other in our community. You know what I'm saying? I, I really feel like if we all somehow find people we were supposed to be with, if we all truly sought ourselves out and we found the good in people and we made a commitment to go through life, like, I don't know. I guess in a way I romanticize marriage, but in a way I'm, I'm redefining it because it's like, it's simply about going through life with somebody. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It ain't about what you're going to do for me. It's like, hey, I like you enough to where I want to go through the good and bad days with you. I, I want to see your attitude. I want to see your flaws. I want to see the days that you're pissed off. I want to see the days that you wake up and you don't want to be around me as much as the days of you being up as much as I want to see you happy and flourishing. Like, I want to take it all in. I'm all in with you. No ifs, ands, or buts. Whatever is thrown right now at life, I'm taking it with me. And until I find somebody, you dig what I'm saying, that's matching that kind of mentality with me and I could feel secure with going all in, then marriage doesn't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it'll be a distant memory. You got something to add to that, my nigga? No, you good. No, I for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I agree that every marriage looks different for everybody. Because um, what I believe a marriage should be may not be what you believe a marriage should be and so vice versa, vice versa. Um, but I will say that um, I still I still believe in institution of marriage. However, I, like you said, I, it looks different for everybody. Because um, some people are like you know, um, you know, more polygamous and they want multiple marriages, and you know, and it's it's I guess it's just always. What does marriage look like to you, though? For real. <laughs> I don't know. Um, don't know. Marriage for me, I think, looks like more of um, some reciprocity as far as like, well, for me, I would like to like start a business with, so when you said that, I was like, <laughs> um, but like, you know, just having different revenues and income, because I honestly, family to me looks different because I don't know if I want children right now. For me, and you know, and then that's like people are like, "Whoa, that's so weird! You're you're a woman, and you don't want children." It's like, I, not to say I didn't want them, I said I don't know if I want them. Um, so surprise, and everyone comes out the womb wanting kids. <laughs> Crazy, right? Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess it looks different for me because at that stage, you know, I feel like a lot of men my age, um, they are looking to have kids like yesterday. So that's also something that. Um, will probably look different. My marriage will look different from other people's because they're like, I want a whole family with kids and running around. And I'm like, I just want to be in love and travel. And <laughs> and um, that's pretty much it. Like, I guess make our own little family. So I don't know, just different. What about you? Um, 
what does marriage look like to me? Yeah. Yeah. And does marriage still, do you still believe in marriage? Does marriage still have value to you? You know what I'm saying? All that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think marriage still has value in my life. Um, I think marriage is what you two think think it should be. So if it's, is it if it's transactional then that's your business right if it's about um just love right then that's your business if it's about you know um whatever 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 it's about if it's about religion if it's about like um y'all just need somebody to go half on a rent with that's your fucking business that has nothing i just i'm not in the business of telling people what they should do with their lives If, if it's not harming other people then do what you do um I will, before I answer that, I want to challenge the idea that um, marriage is like the healer, you know, to black people, because that's just like saying a job is like the heal, the healer to being broke or being poor. I think it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's, it's about healing across all avenues. It's about healing self. Um, and just like with uh, having a job is not the the healer the, or the answer or whatever the anecdote to um, being poor. It's like a, it's a mentality. So it, I think to me, it's about more than just being married. Um, cause, cause I think for so, for so many people um, and for so many people's parents, they just believe that marriage is like the answer to everything. And unfortunately it's not, kids too. Um, or that kids to everything, kids, kids is the answer to everything. And, it, and it's not, um, yeah I think that that stuff kind of starts with you um marriage to me is a partnership um I want to I want to be taken care of and I want to take care of somebody else too um (laughs) because because I've had a love like that you know where Mm -hmm. I was being taken care of in in one way and I was taking care of them in, in another way and that worked for us um I I want openness whatever that means um I want to be able to fucking talk like I want to be able to know how you're really feeling if I, if I ask you how you're feeling I want you to tell me like how you're really feeling I want that same thing because sometimes I feel like I can't be honest with people about how I'm feeling because I don't want to be a burden but I feel like that that is a place where you should be able to be your your whole self um and I do want a family I do want kids you know I do want that that I don't want a business but I do want like business with with him you know gotcha. i want to help him build his thing and i want him to help me build mine whatever, whatever the fuck that is. that is um yeah that's good i hope that answers your question that was Hell yeah i'm with that yeah it's very well thought out hopefully you have some time to think over this i paper. really didn't even i wouldn't yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect for them to ask I'm me that question i'm kidding i really yeah, didn't yeah okay for real i didn't right. uh, anyways right. um <laughs> what'd you say did no. you say you wanted to, or you said? No, I don't mind. I'll, I'll ask. Just okay. ask majority of the questions. Um. Okay, so it's more of like a statement. Yeah. But I'll phrase it into a question. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think myths about sex and um, intimacy have, and just being suppressed in those areas, have led to confusion about those two things? So this is a topic intimacy? that that you guys um brought to the table about how. Yeah. And I, I, I really didn't understand it either. So I want you to speak to elaborate it. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like sex is so important. You know what I'm saying? And like, I guess what I meant by like myths about sex and being suppressed, least confusion is like, you know, Mariah, you brought up about 
the quote-unquote body count or like you know the amount of people that we sleep with and in a way you was right you feel what i'm saying i had to think about it. like yeah like niggas we do want we might want a girl who can do x y and z but we don't want to really know the process on how she may have learned that and a lot of times i feel like that goes to being uncomfortable with with sex you feel what i'm saying in, in a way that it is taboo because some women might want something sexually that a man cannot can't give her you feel what i'm saying and instead of just telling a nigga straight up like it's not going to work sexually you'd rather cheat on a nigga you'd rather stay with him and be like unhappy if you know damn well you want to be dick down like this but you, you not, you not gonna tell, you not gonna tell, you not gonna tell the nigga you with that you want it like this, you want it like that. I want it nasty like this. I want to be eating out. I like to, I, I want to be fucked on the couch, on the bed, on the balcony. You don't want to say, you don't want to tell a nigga none of that shit. So some niggas like they don't really got the 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 skill or like the the in, you know to inquire about what makes a woman feel good. So sometimes y'all have to really step in and do that shit. But a lot of times y'all don't. And I feel like because of that, y'all just be like, you know what I'm saying? Well, fuck it. I'm a cheat. Well, I'm just not happy instead of just fucking like just coming out loud and, and saying it. And then I feel like us as men, at least from my 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 perspective, like I've always felt repressed in my sexuality because like I like to take charge. You feel what I'm saying? And like a lot of times women ain't really comfortable with that. Like I always find myself in a power dynamic in the bed with women who want to take charge and then me naturally like wanting to take charge. And sometimes that causes like confusion and strife as well. You feel what I'm saying? Like I guess the, the aspect of like giving and receiving, you feel me? Because like I've always viewed sex from a man's perspective of like pleasing a woman like straight down. Like I've never really thought about sex as like what a woman can do for me. You know what I'm saying? We've always been pressured to perform. We got to make sure we pack in. We got to make sure, you know what I'm saying, we ain't busting in five minutes, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, as men, we've had to keep these stigmas and these standards when it comes to performance and sex. So I've just been bred like that my whole life from my mom, my grandma, other women in my life, you know what I'm saying? Sex is important. But in our generation, we don't have those conversations. And I think that leads to a lot of strife, a lot of confusion, and a lot of disconnect. So that's why I have brought the question up, you know what I'm saying, and shit like that. What's up? Why would you happen, bro? We was going off yeah, over here. Uh, I, I oh. can see them. Yeah, I can see them doing what they was doing. Uh, Even though y'all muting y'all self, like, I can see you. So, mm, uh, let's get into it. From our perspective, from my perspective, <laughs> I ain't gonna speak for us both. But I know Mariah, so I, I that's why I want to. I think I and I are very vocal about what we want in the, I feel like in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom from our men, I should say, I from say the people so. that we, we are intimate with, I'll say that. Um, so, but I guess you are saying this based on your opinions and your experiences, but we advocate for women and men to express what they want in relationships. So if your woman is not doing what you want in the bedroom, you should tell her, you shouldn't beat around the bush about it. Just go ahead if, go ahead and tell her. Um, if you're obviously the way you tell it matters, but right, yeah, mm. I don't think you should be like you suck at suck, you suck at this. <laughs> but like, I like, I would prefer this. Right, right. I and really like this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because because if she be, if she asks you what can I do better, and you're like, well, I don't know. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> how would she know? Right. So maybe you could be like, I don't know, but let's 
try, try this. this and see how that goes and we can have a, a conversation about it because if you're I, in my world if you're comfortable enough to have sex with that person you should be comfortable enough to have com- conversations about how you like your sex and you should advocate for your for your own sexual well-being all right hell yeah i agree so. with that okay so yeah okay yeah yeah i think the same like you said i think that um just advocating for yourself in the bedroom and trying to please each other is right. um, important. Yes, sure. pleasing each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not just a one-sided thing here. We both should be getting pleasure from this. Are you? Right. You're speaking like that. You're not. That's not what you get. Oh, <laughs> right. nah. Oh, okay. nah, that ain't what I'm saying. That's what you said. <laughs> nah, she's that... very passionate about sex. <laughs> yes, and I know got that you. there are women who are not pleased in in the bedroom, and it's like, damn, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Or maybe yeah. they're not. I'm not about to. I'm not. I don't want to go too whole deep different into it. I don't want to go too deep into it. But <laughs> are just not pleasing the bedroom, and maybe they're afraid to speak up, or maybe they don't know what they like. So they're like, I can't tell him that I don't like this if I don't know what I like. Can you go in detail a little bit more? Because I think whoever's going to be listening to this is going to help them because this is oh, a very. This gosh, goes into what okay. we're talking about with relationships, man. Right. <sighs> I don't know. It was at one point. Um. So. For instance, um, I I think that a lot of men think that it's like a entryway or like a gate entry code for them to get hit, but they won't reciprocate or they reciprocate and they suck. (laughs) And for me, if you can't, if you are not good at it, I'll try to tell you that. And then if you like come at me with your ego, I'm like, okay, well, just don't even worry about it. Because when you go down there again, I'm going to just be like, don't worry about it. Let's just get this or get just this, don't even do it get this going just don't please don't do that so okay so with that with that though with that reaction are you really going to stay with somebody that's going to make you feel that way off the rip that's why i said for what way like don't like how mariah was just like yeah she was just like like no don't don't worry about it. like would you even no i didn't say that wanted, I said, okay. no i, I mean said, I no no no, no. i said I, bye <laughs> Get out. Well, yeah, I mean, Scram. Oh, so, so, <laughs> so you're, so Mariah, you're willing to let a nigga go quick if it's, if it's, if it's like if, that. If, because Yuna, from what she said, she said that if she tells her partner, she opens up to them and says, hey, I would like this done instead. This would make me feel good. And the person is like, I'm not doing that. That's what Yuna said. You know, the ego right. gets a hold of them instead. Instead of us continuing to have sex and you being okay with not pleasing me, I'm going to leave you. Because you literally just said to me that you don't care about me enough to please me, but I'm pleasing you. Like, that's not fair. Right. And only in that instance when she opens up and tells you that. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's not good. I'm leaving. But if if I feel comfortable enough to, like, tell you and you, like, kind of shut me out in that way where you're like, okay, so... Or be like, I ain't never got no complaints before. Like, then well, it's time for me to go because you clearly don't care about me on a level to re- do something mm-hmm. that would not only enhance my sexual experience, but obviously you. Because if we're both happy in this, and it's you know a good time for us both. So I don't know. I I would leave. I wouldn't even be like, don't look, don't do it. I'm like, huh? bye. Yeah, sometimes too, there's like that person may have good other things yeah there are other things that they can do and it, it's <laughs> okay. about whether it's about whether you want to compromise on, on exactly that. if you just right. like i don't That's want his head but i want other things then you go do you, you do, girl right you do you right well when it comes to y'all y'all have to have the full package there ain't no skimming out it's got to be everything 
if I'm giving the full package. If you're giving, oh, okay, 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 that's what you mean. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's that's all I'm saying. Okay. Like, because if someone came to me and was like, "Hey, I I would prefer to do this," and I'm and I'm open to doing that, and and right right first, if I ask you to do something, you're like, "No," I mean, I it's really not Fuck it. to talk about. Yeah. You don't care. That's fine, but and it's, and it's a difference too. But if it's like a boundary, right? I feel that's like that. Different. I feel like that. That's a that's something else. But then and, that's, you also have to like talk about what you're you want in the bedroom. I, don't, I mean, and you obviously have to stay firm on that because for me, what I want, I don't know if I'm willing to shift or mold on that. You know what I mean? Like some people are like, I don't, mm. I don't have to have head. You know, it's whatever. Some people. I eat myself. I'm not like that. So, you know, you just have to kind of know what you want and don't. Was know. it you who was having the conversation with the guy and he was like, I dated someone before. What? You from your first Oh, finish. okay. I was like, oh. It ain't okay. like that. It ain't that. <laughs> but they were saying that they were <laughs> like, wait, dating wait. someone who didn't want to give head because of religious beliefs. Hmm? That, was that conversation on your live? Or was in my trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my <laughs> on my live, I mean my friend Agazi were talking. I think that he was dating someone, a, a woman who religiously she was very um it, but it was weird because it was like I don't know if it was religious, I think it's just a boundary for her that she just didn't want to give head, but you were having sex. I, I don't know, maybe people are different. So that that was her boundary. She was like, I don't give guys head. And so, and I mean, he still was with her, so right. he was obviously okay with that. So you do what works for you, exactly. You do what works for you. So I mean, so I guess what I'm taking it is you'll stay with a guy who may not be as talented, but who's willing to listen, than being with a guy who y'all know got it down, but is a little egocentric as as far as like taking direction and being able to reciprocate those feelings of intimacy. You know what I'm saying? And another question I want to ask you is like. What what you know what I'm saying? Like on a scale of intimacy, like is it the connection that y'all crave most when it comes to sexual interaction, or is it just the pure, you know what I'm saying, like the pure pleasure aspect of it? You know what I'm saying? And does that bring you closer to your partner when they can reciprocate those feelings of intimacy and really take you to that next level? Okay. So there are people who um who there are people who I feel like we have sex with because we want to have sex and not because we want to marry them or be in a relationship with them. And I think right. that that so that's that's one situation. And I also think that there are people that I feel like I've been in a relationship where the sex wasn't like amazing, but I was like deeply in love with that person. So I was willing to explore other things with that person, even though like I may not have been like overly pleased in this one area. I was willing to kind of like work with that because I was deeply in love with that person. Um, and sometimes having sex does bring down that barrier like that. I feel like that brings down a wall between the two of you. Um, yeah. What about it, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, she switched it on. <laughs> yeah, because you asked us questions. Yeah, so the question I believe was, are you guys willing to kind of what was the question? Basically, if you're willing to kind of Stay, compromise, right? If the if the if it's if you know if, if the sex isn't like a one, but everything else is matching up. 
um, in the areas yeah. that you want? Are you willing to just, you know, kind of like tough it out? Tough it out Man, hell it. yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I'm willing to, I'm willing to tough it out. I feel like sex, you can grow with somebody in sex. You, yeah, can, you know sure. what I'm saying? I know with me, yeah, it's like with me as a man, I'm not too picky. Like I don't got a, a laundry list of what I expect my women to do in bed. It's just more of like a sporadic in the moment thing. Shit, if that's what you went to with reason shit, you know what I'm saying? We can do it. I'm I'm open to to most things, but um shit, hell yeah. yeah. I think I'm I'm with that. I think sex matters, man. I think it connects people for sure. I think it's I think it's important and I'm I'm like him, um I'm willing to I'm willing to compromise because even though you know we enjoy sex, it's um you know it's it's not the end all be all. You know, I'd rather have like a, a genuine connection with that person. You know, and that's something that you can grow, you can develop. Um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, if, we, sex we is, that. if sex is your thing, and the sex is trash, I mean, that's your that's that's your standard. I right. Mean, that's, I just you. that's just you. I just I just don't. Or what? Like, I just don't like when people <laughs> like get mad at you for having a certain <laughs> standard. Like that's what you want in your in your life and in your bedroom. And if you want this thing and he's not giving it to you then or he or she or they aren't giving it to you then that's just what that is um so just do like i keep saying do what you do mm-hmm. from y'all and this one i'm just so curious about this shit so when y'all have oh, women Lord. talk you know what I'm, saying? I'm for real man we y'all we y'all talk with we can't women, we can't break the cold we're gonna look <laughs> a little bit what the hell <laughs> we're gonna get hate mail don't we tell them our secrets nah. Go ahead. i mean shit do you feel like what you guys are talking about can solve a lot of relationship issues just off of sex and intimacy alone. Like, do y'all really, like in y'all friend circle, do y'all really advocate that shit behind closed doors? Like, y'all need to be honest and open with the, with the niggas that y'all are fucking with. Do y'all yes. advocate that with she y'all friends? Does. Yeah, yes, she definitely sure. does. Yeah, I, sure. I, I really feel that way. If I'm talking to my friends or if we're in a group and I tell, I am all about openness she does. In, uh, in every way. Like, Tell your partner how you feel. Tell your friend how you feel. Tell your mom how you feel. Tell your dad how you feel. I'm I'm all about that. I know it's hard, easy to say, hard to do, but it's like you can't all you can't expect someone to just read your mind. Right. And I think that's where a lot of our a lot of our issues come from in relationship. Period. Yeah. Just pe- expecting someone to read your mind. Right. Yeah. Damn, I learned some shit. Thank y'all for that, man. Oh, yeah. So um, this is uh, like just wrapping up this conversation. Um, uh, This is something that you can ask in return if you like. I'm sure you will. But how can we handle conflict with one another? When when there's an issue we may have with you or whatever, how how do we handle conflict when being in a relationship with Black men as Black women or Black men to Black men? Damn, that's mostly passing you. Yeah, um, I'm gonna make sure I give y'all a, a answer like a well. Take them headphones out. It's like no I'm kidding. You uh, you going in? And no, out. you're going in and out. No, it's like rubbing together. Sorry. Can y'all hear? Yeah, yes, we can hear. Yes. Fine, perfect. Thank you. Or if you if you. If you don't, if you, I'll give you another question to answer if you don't want to answer this one. So either or, not both. Um, basically, based on this conversation, what will you do differently in love? No, nah, give me, give me the other one too. I answer both of them. 
No, oh, you I, said I can't do both. One or the other. other. Come on. Follow directions. Yeah, what's the other one? It's like I'm just playing. They, they, they how ready, ready to go, man. <laughs> the other question was, how do, you, how do we handle conflict in relationship with each other? Yeah. Shit, I thought we talked about how to handle conflict, though, throughout the whole conversation. I thought we pretty much was... True. Was reiterating certain certain points about handling conflict. Okay, we discussed that. Um, no, but go ahead and answer the one about love. Then how you act differently. So in you love. feel like you answered that question. Love. Yeah, I feel like throughout this whole conversation, we've pretty much got to a point where, you know, I think that was pretty much understood. Personally, I don't know. That was just my opinion on it. Okay, I disagree. Uh, yeah, for me, I still okay, don't. I, 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 but that's just me though. <laughs> I need what to have a conversation. On? No, I just I just feel like. So how can you handle it? You answer the question. You what? How, how can we I, handle? How did you handle conflict with your significant other? How did um, I handle conflict? Uh, no, and what would I Una, change? Yuna said oh. she said that she thinks it hasn't been answered yet. So no, I, from your from his perspective, like from oh, his perspective. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that's what I meant. Gotcha. Um, but if you but if you don't want to answer that question, or if you feel like that question has been answered already, you can answer the other question. Was um, what will you do differently in love, based on this conversation and things yeah, that like, you learned? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I, I definitely, I know with me now, especially growing into my own as a man and truly establishing my identity, um, I know that it's very important. Patience is very important. Um, definitely listening, taking away the ego. You know, I had to let my ego die truly in, in order to love. Um, I believe in no judgment, you know, and when I say no judgment, it's like, you know, that person may do something that's like, why the hell would you do that? Or, like, or why the hell would you say that? Or, you know, but there's there's a genuine, there's a genuine love, meaning like you're willing to go to distance, you're willing to be patient, you're willing to like, you know, accept what that person may be going through. You may not understand it, but you truly accept it. Like I had to learn how to really you know, have that non-judgment and acceptance no matter what that person may have did because truly, you know, a lot of the relationships or all of the relationships that I was going through was really a reflection of myself and it was really God showing me things that, you know, I couldn't really see in myself at the time. So, um, yeah, definitely become, just become a better overall man and, and truly be solid on what I'm saying and having that direction. That's another thing. Like, as a man, I didn't truly have the direction and the assertiveness of saying, look, this is what it is. And like really standing on those values, standing on those morals and principles and, you know, just having that sight. I truly believe that with women, with you, with, uh, with us in dating, I believe that if we as men truly had a better direction and an understanding of who we are, that would naturally just allow you guys to really like, you know, just mesh with us very well and it wouldn't be as much confliction. Um, so yeah, just having that sense of direction, just having that sense of purpose and understanding in life. So what was the, you asked another question to that though. Like you asked another, another little segment. I have no clue. Okay. No. Um, shit on my end, um, what things that I would do differently because I feel like when it comes to conflict, the only thing you can do is have communication. It's really simple. Like, you got to be able to have that communication, like Una said, to sit there. Like, she says, you want somebody that you want to talk to. And that's really what I've realized is the only thing that can help is that communication. Hey, 
let's have an honest conversation. Even if I say something that's going to upset you, even if you say something that does harm and bruise my ego, let's be real with each other because I love you enough to where that truthfulness and that honesty, it's going to make me want to be more intimate with you. But as far as this conversation, though, and what I'm changing in my next relationship, wherever it is, I'm just going to be all in, like all hands on deck. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to reserve the way that I feel or play myself in my mind. Okay, I feel this way, but what if she doesn't feel the same way? I'm like, fuck it at this point, because I'd rather tell somebody and express how I feel about you off the jump and like express everything. I'm not worried about how it's going to look. I'm not worried about if you think it's going to be weird. I'm not worried about if you think it's going to be moving too fast. I'm in a point in my life to where I want to express my emotions in the purest way possible. So if I'm feeling somebody, I'm telling them off the rip, I'm feeling you. If I feel like I want to spend That's more time with, with you, I'm going to be more vocal and open about it. I feel like I just want to fuck you three times a day just for no fucking reason, just because Excuse I'm proud me? to see you today. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you that and I'm going to let you know that's how I feel because I feel like from this conversation, we've spent so much time in our own minds and trying to lay things out, proper shit, what we want and things like that. And coming from this, I'm super excited to just approach my next relationships with just as much honesty and openness as possible. And regardless of where it goes, at least knowing that I put it all on the line and I was as direct and honest and open as I can possibly be as a man and also not running away from my sensitivity right. not running away from the fact that you know what I'm saying I got a long way to go and you know what I'm saying I'm building and I'm, I'm becoming a better man but I'm willing to be more open with the next woman in my life so you know shit can be better I agree um I think that's kind of what I would do differently in love is being more open I think um not that I don't think that I've happened open in the past but definitely I guess reserved in some ways um, as far as when you first meet somebody, you don't want to like be too like on them or whatever the case is. Like it's all a game sometimes. However, with me, I think that I'm going to just lay the cards out and just see where they lay versus like trying to hide a little bit of the cards with the, um, I guess with the fear of being misunderstood to be, you know, just too, too open, I suppose. What about you, Yuna? What do you do differently in love? Um, <clears throat> I would probably say just be uh, uh, be more creative with um, trying to get in, I would say, or be more patient with my partner expressing themselves. Um, sometimes I forget that people have past traumas that they may not have worked through I don't know why, because I'm, you know, obviously we're all healing from stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just forgetting that, because like, like I like I joked about earlier, you know, being hurt in 12, when you're 12, you carrying that with you is a problem, which it is a problem, but just holding space for that and, and being like, yeah, okay, this was a long ass time ago, but why haven't you worked through that? you know, what about that is still upsetting to you? What about that are you still holding on to and holding in your body? And how can we get through this, you know, and not putting it off on you need to fix that you need to heal? How can we? How can we heal? Um, And that's in relationship with, uh, like, a man, um, 
an intimate partner relationship or just being friends, you know, with, with a man or with another person, just um, understanding that they have past stuff, but also not, not um, staying to the, like not staying in a toxic situation. Right. Either. Just trying to excuse that behavior because right. I'm not past traumas. I'm not going to do that either. Um, if I feel like you're intentionally hurting me or, or you're not growing at all, um, it's, I'm not going to stay because I, because I know you went through something that's, I'm not doing that either. Cause that's not good for either of us. Cause I could, you know, that's we, so we could both be toxic. Um, I still that one too. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's me. Um, do you have, do you have anything else before we move on? No, like, <clears throat> y'all, I know how y'all be like coming with it. You want to piggyback? Not as good. Nah, we straight, man. Okay. Well, what? A, well, we're gonna head on to our Black Business of the Week, which is y'all, obviously. So put us uh, on game where we can find y'all, how they can connect to you, all that good stuff. Go ahead, handle that shit. Yeah, for sure. So you can follow us at unnoticed hype underscore unnoticed hype. U n n o t i c e d h y p e. That's our Instagram. We're building up. So, you know, patience. Yeah. Please be patient with us. Yeah, patience. We're definitely building up. But we have a SoundCloud. We just released some new music. Yes. Um, we, we got a new project entitled 2020 BC. We also have When Heaven Was Black and our first project, Humane Articles on SoundCloud. And building up, still building up the YouTube. But if you go to the actual SoundCloud link that's on the um, Instagram, you'll be able to find everything and just kind of get acquainted with what we represent and, you know, what we're building on. So that's pretty much social media links. If A got anything else to add to that. Yeah, um, shit. Outside of that, man, y'all can find my personal Instagram, Kwanzae underscore UNH. Ladies, get at him. No, shit. I'm just Instagram, definitely Kwanzae, uh, Q-U-A-N-Z-A-E underscore U-N-H. That's my y'all, Instagram. Y'all, he making sure y'all hear every syllable. Okay. Hey, yeah. 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 Don't worry. We'll no, put your no information in the description box so they can click on it. <laughs> Hell no. Y'all going. No, nah, but real shit, though, man. Really find us on SoundCloud, man. We're really doing this shit. Super proud of where we are as men, what we represent for the culture and the shit, the connects we've been making has been beautiful, man. So if there are any creators out there listening, people that want to collaborate musically, more podcasts, documentaries, whatever, we are totally open. We're here to progress the movement of Black creatives all across the country, especially right now. So that's our mission. That's our focus. That's what the fuck we're on right now. And we're not stopping for nobody. So yeah, man, fuck with us, man. That's what's up. Fuck with us. How'd y'all find us before we head out of here? How'd I find? How'd oh, yeah, find I found voices. Well, I followed you, Mariah, for like almost like a year or two. So like I've just been watching you guys' movement. No, nah, really, yeah, seriously. I, I've been I've been I've been watching y'all movement for a while and then like when you started doing your insecure reviews for like this upcoming season, Mariah, I thought that shit was like super funny and it oh, was wow. relatable. Like I felt I felt like you had a lot to say in, so that made me wanna be like, Okay, maybe like we can relate as to like our opinions and like things that we can discuss because you brought up a lot of good points from certain episodes and you know especially with the TSA Bay and you know things like that that I felt 
you know, a lot of a lot of reviewers, they're not really speaking about, you know, these particular points in the episode, which I thought was crucial. I don't know why you stopped. I didn't see your review for the yeah, last episode. No, man. But yeah, that's 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 how that's how I found y'all. And like I said, I just decided, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We was in the mode of being in the studio. Yeah, and we're here. So look at that. Putting on for yeah. us. Shoot y'all yeah. shot creatively, that. guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, do you guys have any final words, any final thoughts? Man, I love black people, man. We got to get together, man. Real shit. All my niggas in Denver. Leave them oh, white girls alone, man. Leave, leave. Get them out of there. For real, man. <laughs> oh. For real, man. Denver, man, Denver got some of the baddest black women on the planet. I next mean, to Atlanta. Y'all niggas is tripping, man. Said next I'm dead ass serious. I'm dead ass serious. Y'all niggas need to get it together, man. Definitely. Don't get y'all somebody, man. Real talk. That's it for me. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, he said it, y'all. Heard it here first. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we just came to a really, you know, a, a really, like, a, a, a nice medium, you know, yeah. just a nice medium. I was medium. nervous. I was nervous. Yeah, I'm glad we came to a nice medium, and hopefully, you know, this could be inspiration and just insight for people, um, especially Black people, but also just people that's dealing with, like, relationships and, you know, um, dealing with self-love and not really knowing how to, like, identify with trauma and things like that. Hopefully we came to that, you know, that that type of medium for people to be able to relate and appreciate. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No rule for lame sex, man. That's what they're telling y'all. Oh, so, Lord. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what we learned. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's what he learned. That was about to be my closing thought, though. For real, for real. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm just saying, if you're going to be having sex, then have some good sex. You know? Okay, so that's what I um, thought. That's yeah, you know, let's continue to have this conversation. Real. Let's continue <laughs> yeah. to have good sex. This is she wanted to say. Go ahead. You know, yes. Um, we're not gonna, I'm not going to get too vulgar, but let's continue to have these conversations with you. Wop, wop, wop. That's a great song. That's a great song right here. Like, <laughs> she's talking. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You sure? I did cut you off. I'm so sorry. You sure? I'm trying to give you the floor if you want it. If you want it. Um, yeah, girl. just continue to have these conversations with each other. Um, your friends, your men, you know, your women, whatever. Whatever. Your, whatever. Those in your life. Yes. Continue to have these kind of conversations about relationships and not just romantic relationships, but all kind of yeah. all types of relationships. Um and if you're like me, just coming to the understanding that love, like romantic love, isn't the only way out. Um, I've, I've been learning that, and I've been putting pouring more of myself into my friendships, and that has been really great um, along my healing journey. And um, yeah, we love you guys so much. Um, have great sex, man. Have great sex with yourself as well. Okay, so yeah. I wanted to Whatever say that looks like. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, we appreciate you for having this open dialogue yes. with us. It was really refreshing to, you know, not have to argue anything. We just were discussing and kind of just discussing our viewpoints on things. And um, yeah, it was really good. Yes, so yeah, I agree. You guys. Thank yeah, you all for, sure. for your time. All the technical difficulties, you stick in there. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, listeners might not even hear all the technical difficulties. Maybe they will. Who knows? But. We appreciate you guys for sticking in there. We could tell y'all in the south I could hear the crickets. <laughs> yeah, okay. you hear the window right. open. <laughs> yeah, we out here. Atlanta, we out here in the woods. 
Right. Okay. Uh, maybe when this quarantine is over, we could hang. We could all hang out in right. Atlanta. Not here. Right. Come we're coming there. there. Right. We coming there. Um, oh, y'all. Could, yeah, y'all. Y'all done with Denver? No, I'm just talking. No, about we talking like, about like we just want an excuse to visit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we just want an excuse right, to sure, visit. Everything yeah, is hell yeah. Come, come to the A, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Melanin Voices. Thank you all for listening. We love you so, 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 so much. We'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Hell yeah. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to Melanin Voices podcast. Before you go, though, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, subscribe too. And a comment on SoundCloud and YouTube. And be sure to share this episode with a friend, family member, or your boo, or whoever you think will want to be a part of our Melanin Voices family. Until next time.